This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. How would you have reframed your observation, feelings, needs, and request? I would have said, good morning, honey. <laughs> I think I'd say something like, James. <laughs> Hi, honey. Dear James. Welcome to Voice Hugs, a podcast on becoming your best self and embracing all seasons of life with open arms. This is your host, Vivian and Rowena. Hello! I sound a little bit congested today because I came home from Coachella last weekend and inhaled so much dust <laughs> on the last day, so <laughs> I apologize if I sound a bit nasally. <laughs> it's truly just dustchella. Yes, yes. I was pretty good about wearing a bandana like the first two days and then the last day I was like, ah, oh, it's fine. I'm free! Yeah, I'm paying for it this <laughs> week. <laughs> so Viv... For today's episode, as we mentioned last week, we're going to be talking about nonviolent communications. You're going to guide us through some exercises and just share with us what actually is nonviolent communications. And before we get there, before we started recording today, you mentioned that you had a fruitful conversation with your boyfriend. Would you like to share a bit more about what happened? I like your choice of words. Fruitful conversation. Um, yeah, so this morning we got in a little argument and it was funny because after we finished the argument and, you know, we were just on better terms. He was like, okay, so like, what are you prepping for today? Like, what are you recording? And I was like, oh, the episode is on nonviolent communication, aka compassionate communication. And he was like, oh, how funny. Right before when we were arguing, he was like, you're so mean to me. Like, I'm the only one that you talk to this way. People would think that you're so sweet and you are sweet, but like, there's this other side of you that I know know that no one else knows which is it's like really funny because it's true and it does come out in my relationship with my partner but um it's also great because I can now talk about the things that I could have improved on this morning if I was to have applied nonviolent communication in that argument, things would have played out a little bit differently. So we have a fresh example at hand. Thank you, boyfriend, for the content. See, everything happens for a reason. So the funny thing is, because Viv and I have known each other for so long and we've gone through so many days of recording, I could tell when she texted me today when she's like, 
Hey Ro, what time are you thinking of recording? How are you feeling? I could kind of tell that there's something there where you're like, oh, maybe like, I'm just, I don't want to say I don't want to record, but if Rowena has any ounce of reservation, I would just be like, yes, me too. Like, I don't want to do it. So I was excited to actually hop on this call with you to be like, what's up? What happened? How are you doing? Yeah, no, it literally a lick of hesitation. I would have been like, yeah, me too. Let's not record today. <laughs> so um, yeah, we hinted at this a lot at the end of last episode. I think we can just get straight into it and kind of talk about what nonviolent communication is, how it can be applied to our everyday life, and really the impact and the benefits of using this kind of language in our relationships to really better I don't know, our connection with other people in our lives, with important people in our lives. Yeah, and I feel like personally, this is something that I've been wanting to work on. Viv has told me throughout the years that I'm a very D or like direct person in my work style, but also I know that in the way that I communicate, whether it's with friends, like close friends, not like if it's just random people, I won't be as direct, but with like close friends, people I'm comfortable with, my significant other, I'm just very, very direct. And this was actually something I wanted to work on and I actually talked to my coach about where I was like, hey, I wanna know how can I be a more compassionate leader and how can I communicate more compassionately to which he very kindly and gently pushed back and was like, Ro, what I'm hearing is you want to be more compassionate, but you don't know how. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I don't buy that. You can't, you don't know how to be compassionate? And I'm like, <laughs> uh-huh. I, I don't know. Um, so I think this is something that I was very excited about when you first brought it up because through my coaching experience, I know that I can be more compassionate naturally, but like to actually learn tools and maybe even a framework of how this can be applied in my daily life. I think I need that. Yay, I'm excited. Yeah, this is the first time we're going to kind of break something down into a framework like Um, structure. So very Mm -hmm. excited to go through it with you. And I definitely have a lot to learn too, given my argument this morning. We're human. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. So what is nonviolent communication, also known as compassionate communication? It pretty much was founded by this psychologist who was trying to explore and study how to prevent violence or like how to reduce it. And so the language kind of formed in a way that it's nothing that we don't already know. But the idea behind it is that every message, regardless of form or content, is an expression of need. And that is a quote from Dr. Marshall B. Rosenberg. So pretty much what he's saying is that every time we as humans communicate, doesn't matter what we're saying, how we're saying it, the idea is that behind anything that is said out loud, there is a universal value or need that that person is expressing. And in order to be empathetic listeners or active listeners in creating that space for that person to be seen or for that need to be met, we have to be actively listening to what are they actually trying to express in that moment? What's the feeling? What's the need? And what's the request? Now, the difficult part of all of this is 
when we communicate, we're not always expressing our feelings, our needs, and our requests, right? A lot of times we say it through passive aggression, we say indirectly, we, I don't know, there's so many different ways that we communicate that um, this framework, there's four skills that fall under this form of communication that will help us become better listeners and better communicators, especially in the context of collaborating, like making sure that we're being there for each other, we're listening to each other, and we're really trying to get our needs met and the needs of someone else met as well. It sounds like a lot, (laughs) but this is what we must do and what we must be open to if we want a harmonious life. Yes, yes. Another thing, I am definitely not an expert at this. I only took like a brief training class on this, so have not read the book. This is just my knowledge of it. So there are four skills that come with nonviolent communication. Skill one is observation, so observing. Skill two is feeling. Skill three is needs. And then number four is request. So observe, feel, needs and request. Now, starting with the first skill, observing. What you want to do in a conversation or in a situation where maybe something happens, something makes you feel a certain way. Why don't you give us a When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply example Viv of uh, what happened today (laughs) all right so I'm like so embarrassed because it's like not a big deal and then it just spiraled into this huge fight for no reason on a beautiful Sunday I woke up this morning and overall I have been feeling like I wanted to spend more quality time with my partner I wanted to have conversations just feel a little bit more connected right And the first thing that I wake up seeing is I see him watching sports in the living room. And I ask him to come into the room and I'm like, hey, like, what are you doing out there? Like, can you come back in? He comes in, but instead of like coming to where I am, he goes to the restroom. And immediately I, again, nothing happened. Immediately I'm like, you always walk away from me. (laughs) Like, nothing happened, Vivian. You always walk away from me. And then he's immediately like, what? Like, you just woke up on like the wrong side of the bed or something. Like, why are you attacking me? I literally came into the bedroom and like, just went to the restroom. Like what, what just happened? Right. So there's a lot more context to this situation. I had been kind of feeling like this leading up to today, but when we look at the observation of like what actually happened i observed that he's watching sports i observed that he went to the restroom when i was trying to talk to him but instead of saying like hey you know i noticed that for the last few weeks every day you watch sports and you watch a sports game every single day and i noticed that you know whenever i ask you i put like a bid out and i want you to 
connect with me, you kind of seem like you're always doing something, whether it's going to the restroom or it's going into the kitchen, etc. Instead of like stating the observation, I just straight up said like, you don't care about me. Like you always, you, you care more about mm-hmm. sports than you do about me, right? And so that's already like the first skill that you have to learn. You have to learn how to state what you're observing instead of an evaluation. So for example, mm-hmm. an evaluation is, you don't care about me, I'm not a priority, you're annoying. Observation is, right now, you are doing something else instead. It's like using your senses. What do you hear? What do you see? What do you feel? Like, what can you actually observe? A great way to think about this is imagine you're a camera in the room. You're like watching the room. That is what you're observing, stating the facts and then starting from there instead of jumping to the evaluation. What happens when we jump to evaluations, Rowena? (laughs) Very, very unharmonized disharmonized things what is the word i don't know just bad things happen (laughs) yeah because when you're when you jump to that judgment who's not going to feel defensive right like Mm -hmm. the receiving party is going to be like whoa like why i feel like i'm being attacked right now for something Mm -hmm. versus if you're just stating facts the observation of what happened there's nothing tied to it. There's no wrong or right tied to it. It's just stating facts. And that's like the first skill that you need to learn. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're sharing an observation, it allows your partner or allows whoever's on the other side of the tennis court, as James likes to describe, it's kind of bouncing a tennis ball back and forth. It gives them an opportunity to share their perspective as well. And it's through the sharing of perspectives where you will realize, oh, interesting, maybe what I thought was wrong. Or, oh, interesting, this helps clarifies the situation. But if we initially just jump to the evaluation, like you said, Viv shared this example with me earlier that I thought was very, I think it happens to all of us, right? It's like, you wake up, your partner does something, you're just like, oh my God, you're so annoying. Like, I don't want to talk to you. Like, objectively, it doesn't help anything because your partner's just left there being like, whoa, what happened? Did I say something? Did I do something? Did I not do something? When the actual observation you made was, hey, I spent the past five hours cleaning yesterday and you just left your clothes and your socks everywhere over the nighttime and I wake up to like a dirtied apartment again or like an apartment litter with your clothes. Like why can't you, maybe why can't you pick up after yourself isn't non-mylic communication, but like, you know, just sharing like, this is why I'm upset rather than just being like, I'm upset. Yes. No. And and that brings us right into skill number two, which is right after you state the observation, this is where you bring up the feeling that comes up for you. So, hey, I noticed that you threw your clothes, your socks everywhere. I spent five hours yesterday cleaning. Because I saw that this morning, I woke up feeling upset. I woke up feeling annoyed, right? Saying that versus waking up saying like, you're so annoying is Mm. two completely, like Mm -hmm. we'll call for two completely different reactions, right? And so the interesting thing about stating your feeling though is that 
it's actually very difficult to identify what feeling you are feeling in the moment. For example, saying you're so annoying is easier than saying like, I feel annoyed for some reason, right? And another thing is when I think of like, I feel statements, sometimes we use I feel statements in the wrong way. Like we're not actually expressing a feeling. We're saying things like, I feel like you're annoying. It's exactly like what you said earlier. I feel like you keep walking away from me. Yeah, I feel like you, exactly. (laughs) I feel like you're always watching sports games. I feel like you're walking away from me all the time. That's not a feeling. I'm seeing you do something, right? But then we think we're expressing a feeling and it's really unclear. It is not a clear statement at all. So the second skill is really honing in on I feel, and then that word, what is that emotional expression that's coming up for you inside? It's not what someone else is doing. Anytime you say, I feel like, that's already not a clear, clear feeling statement. I feel like. (laughs) You always do this. I feel like you don't care about me. I feel like not a priority. That is not a feeling. That is not a feeling. You know, honestly, sometimes I get stuck at skill one. So what you could say in that scenario, is it something like, I feel unloved? Or I feel like we're not spending enough quality time? So that's not a feeling. I feel like we're not spending quality time is a thought. I think Uh, we're not spending quality time. But what I feel is I feel disconnected. I feel Uh unheard. I feel misunderstood. I feel unseen. These are like, are are those even feelings? You know what? This is what you should do. (laughs) (laughs) You should pull up a feelings wheel, a wheel of feelings, and pick out words to truly express, I feel calm. I feel confident inspired okay here's some not so happy ones annoyed aggravated i feel bored detached distracted withdrawn those are feelings i feel like we don't spend enough time together not not a clear feeling statement i feel excluded i feel insignificant i feel worthless yes yes this feeling wheels is so small so i'm like squinting my eyes I feel loving. So you could go, I feel unloved. Unloved, yeah. So it's actually funny because this morning I was saying like, I feel like we don't spend time together. And his response was, that's not true. We spent the whole weekend together because I'm not stating a true feeling, right? Like if I said like, I feel disconnected because, you know, the time that we spend together is not what I envision as quality time spent. Then he can't say like, no, I don't think you're feeling disconnected versus <laughs> I mean if it does or if your partner says that then that's another conversation <laughs> maybe like a little bit on gaslighting <laughs> yeah so um yes that's skill number two it's actually really funny like talking about this now and like replaying this morning's conversation I'm like I did everything wrong but it's okay all right Moving on to, do you have any questions? I feel like a facilitator right now. No, I think it's very interesting because even within these two frameworks, it's everything that you have control over. The only thing that it truly requires of you is to take a deep breath before you speak. 
Yes. And to maybe think, like ask yourself one or two questions of what are you actually observing and what are you actually feeling? And to be able to do that. But it's, as you said, it's hard. In the moment, it's easier just to be like, you are blah, 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 blah. And I am the victim here. And I'm not going to blame me for da, 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 for what you did. So this is very, it's like taking full accountability and responsibility for the relationship. Not necessarily for what happened, but to kind of like be the bigger person even like regardless if your partner will meet you there or not to want to communicate in a compassionate way which could be so hard (laughs) i know right to just bring back that original quote i shared earlier every message regardless of form or content is an expression of need and so really keeping in mind that the point of this conversation the communication is so that you can get your needs met how can i get my needs met by speaking a little bit differently by reframing the way that i'm saying something so that they can understand and they can help you and vice versa right so bringing this to then the third skill which is your needs it is believed that all humans, we all have universal needs and there's a list of different types that we can kind of share briefly. So for example, some needs may be respect, connection, play, harmony, stability, growth, effectiveness, appreciation. These are all different needs that we have as humans, right? And so really when we're trying to communicate with someone what we're asking is hey i'm not feeling great because this need of mine is not being met right this is what happened this is the feeling that came up for me but the feeling came up because something is missing and i want to fill that with you right like i want both of us to fill it together like we're we're meeting each other's needs in a relationship and so in the example from this morning i was feeling disconnected but instead of saying that and saying that like the need that I'm not having met right now is that connection with you. I just go straight into blame, attack, right? And so the third step is really identifying what is missing. Like what is that need that you want between you and your friends, your family members, your partner? And how can I communicate it as like the third step? I want my blank needs to be met interesting and this can work in the context of co-workers too oh for sure mm-hmm. was nonviolent communications the book was it written i don't know if it was written for business but i know a lot of startups reference that as their like culture guidebook well i learned it at work so yeah that was kind of my first glance into it um i'm trying to think of what a work example would be but Maybe it's like you are depending on a coworker to finish a part of a project and you're noticing that they consistently turn in something late and that makes you feel anxious or worried because you're not getting the things that you need and your unneed met is that you need stability, you need security, you need trust in the workplace and by turning something in early to you, that will help you build that trust. And so that's kind of like the steps you go through. What did you observe? What was the feeling that came up? And then what is the need that's not being met? And then finally, the request, which is the fourth one. 
the fourth skill. Viv, you sound like a pro. <laughs> Do I? <laughs> Not in the moment. Yeah, this just goes to show that we can know things theoretically. Yes. Very clearly. We can even teach it or share it or communicate how well we understand this thing. But when push comes to shove and we're, when we're faced with emotions, to be able to push past emotions and take a step back, it's just the human experience. And it's just fascinating. Yeah, it truly is. I mean, the fact that my boyfriend called me mean this morning, he was like, nobody knows this side of you. I was like, <laughs> you're <Oops>. right. <laughs> Yeah, so um, that does bring us to the last step, which is number four, request. And request is you make a request on how you can get that need met. So the interesting thing about this step is once you make a request, how the other person responds will dictate whether yours is truly a request or a demand. If the other person is defensive or doesn't meet your request as like no that is when you have to be aware enough to not then push it onto them because their no is indicating to you that their needs are not being met something about this situation is not meeting their needs which is why they're not meeting you halfway and really like at this step i think how i visualize it is that it keeps the dialogue again open like the tennis ball scenario that james um shared you go back and forth now because now we talk about their needs we talk about your needs and you find a way to compromise the reason why they say no is because there's something off. It's kind of like a like a flag, like it's letting you know something about the conversation at that point. Let's continue with your example, shall we? <laughs> All right, so I woke up, I was like, what's wrong with you? You're always watching sports. I feel like you always watch sports. <laughs> he comes in, he's like, what are you talking about? I let you sleep in because I, I thought you were tired. And in my mind, I don't hear that at all. I'm just like, you're always watching sports. You always walk away. What happens after that? I don't know. It kind of spiraled, but... I blacked out. Yeah, I did. I, I saw red. I was saying, like, you know, I feel like we don't spend time together. Again, not a true feeling statement. I should have... I could have said that I have been feeling disconnected because when we are spending time together, it's not the time that, like, I prefer to spend. These are some of the examples of ways that... I define quality time spent. Is it okay if we do that? And quite honestly, if I had asked that way, he would have been so, so receptive. He would probably turned off the TV, would have been like, hey, let's go on a Sunday date before you record. And it would have been totally fine. But um, yeah, I didn't do that. So the there was no request. I was just, we were just going back and forth because then he started to communicate like, why are you attacking me? His need is that he he probably needed harmony in that moment. He probably needed patience and support. And I was not giving that to him. I was like, no, no, I, I've been dealing with this for the last week. In the moment, it's so hard to step away from that conflict. And we always want our needs to be met, right? Like we want to feel understood in that moment. We don't want to say sorry. We want them to understand where we're coming from. But the reality is, and that's what I was trying to tell him and he was trying to tell me, I was like, we are arguing right now because I want to be closer to you. 
You know, like how silly is that? We're arguing right now because you want to feel supported by me. These are things that are great in a relationship. You want to feel connected. You want to feel supported. And instead of communicating that, we're going back and forth about nothing. And so, again, going back to the needs, going back to what are they actually trying to express to you in that moment. And this works for any relationship that you have. Every single conversation, you can identify someone's feelings and someone's needs in that sentence. In this morning situation, were you able to take a step back first or what, was he the one who took a step back first? He always takes a step back <laughs> You know, it was honestly when he was like, you could have just asked. You don't talk to anyone else like this. And it's true. I don't know why this side of me comes out in a romantic relationship. Because again, it's like, I don't teach this class, but it's like, I'm very exposed to this world of how to better communicate, how to be more effective in working relationships, etc. And it's just so hard in relationships sometimes yeah i think it's especially with your partner we may all have this to a certain extent of like they should know better or they should just know mm -hmm. so when they don't know you're like why don't you know yeah i was like i've been telling you this like the last week i've been hinting at it every day but hinting at it is very different than explicitly asking for something right and i think this reminds me a lot of the different conversations that we've brought up before in the past of sometimes you just need to be direct and ask like is this a conversation to vent is this a conversation because you want advice like sometimes being direct in that way is very helpful for the relationship between you and someone else because you're both on the same page you're being very open about what you're feeling and I think that's the challenging thing about this form of communication is that you have to be in tune with your emotions you have to be in tune with what your needs are and a lot of times we aren't right like sometimes we wake up and we're like why am i in a foul mood today and you just start attacking left and right but really it's like if i just took a few minutes to take a deep breath be like hey why did seeing him watch sports in the living room trigger me like why did that bring something up for me that itself that observation would have just helped me lead you know down this four-step path of non-violence communication <laughs> so if you were to rewind today back to that moment where you woke up how would you have reframed your observation feelings needs and request I would have said, good morning, honey. <laughs> good morning, honey. I just woke up this morning and I saw that you were watching another sports game. I know you love sports, but you've been watching it every day for the last month. And I'm feeling a little bit disconnected from you. It is Sunday and I'd love to spend some time with you today because I feel disconnected. Um, is it okay if we turn off the TV and you just come into the room and chat with me, you know, how about we plan a sun date today? Does that sound okay with you? No, she did not do that. She did not do that today. She was like, bitch, what you doing? I'm crying. Oh, I think it's so funny because does your boyfriend listen to all the episodes of Voice Hugs? 
not all but a good amount he should definitely listen to this one <laughs> because when he hears that he'll be like oh <laughs> he was also like you always talk in the podcast about being kind and compassionate you're so <laughs> mean and i was like fudge <laughs> i can't even deny this right now i am being mean <sighs> yeah anyways now everyone knows no, but I think it's it's sweet that our partners can hear our reflections on the podcast because there are moments, whether watching my YouTube videos or whether wa- listening to our podcast, James will be like, can you clip that? Can you just clip that section and send it to me so I can play it back to you? <laughs> or so I can play it to myself when you're being mean to me? Oh my God, that is so funny. Earlier today, he was like, you never say sorry for being mean. Like, you never say sorry in the moment. And I was like, this is so bad. The next episode that's coming out, like the episode that is coming out before this one is why it's so hard to say sorry. I'm massaging my jaws right now because I'm laughing too much and I'm smiling too much. In the last episode, I was like, I say sorry all the time. And again, this morning, he's like, you never say sorry. So no, but remember last episode, you're like, actually, he's wrong because I do say sorry. I know. But now I'm I'm second guessing myself again. I'm like, <laughs> again, wait, I don't for think the third I... time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyways, after hearing these four steps of NVC, can you think of a situation maybe recently, maybe a conversation you had with James, your mom, anyone, where you could have applied to this and what you would have done differently now knowing these four skills. It would be every single conversation I've ever had with James. (laughs) Every single one of them. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I think now that with this framework in mind, it actually makes a lot of sense. A lot of things that he would say when we're arguing, but it's like when we're arguing, I don't want to hear about their surveillance camera. I don't want to hear about your tennis court analogy. I don't care. I'm upset and I just want to be upset. I don't stay upset for that long, but it's like if I'm mad, I just need to just let me have my moment. Let me have my minute and then I'll get over it. Mm-hmm. So in those moments, it's like, I'm so stubborn. I won't want to concede. But as soon as the conversation is over, like I shared in last week's episode, after an argument, we turned over and I immediately was like, you failed. (laughs) You could have been more compassionate. And this is not the person that you want to be. But I think now, especially with the framework in mind, it will help me communicate better and it can help me facilitate our conversation better as well because with everything that you shared I actually think James knows nonviolent communication or he knows the framework Mm -hmm. but as you said clearly things weren't properly communicated on both sides if we both would still feel like our needs aren't met or our requests aren't met at the end of the conversation so I think with this framework, I'm just excited to apply it better in relationships and to give a concrete example, because I feel like I'm just like talking in hypotheticals. 99.9% of our hiccups, I was going to say disagreements, but they're not even really disagreements. They're just like little hiccups stem from Robina not feeling connected. Hmm. 
right as we said i think our boys are similar <laughs> our boys are uh, you know are they're pretty simple we give them love we say sorry they're happy james also watches a lot of sports but that's a conversation for another time so the disconnection that Romina feels even this morning so james has been pretty busy with family with friends visiting that we haven't talked talked like talk for more than 30 minutes maybe like an hour cumulatively throughout the past week mm-hmm. and we usually talk for at least an hour or two every night so i'm already feeling a bit disconnected okay and so this morning i was like is sunday today the final day that we get to catch up and he wakes up texts me oh uh, one more day today is my bestie's birthday we're gonna be hanging out all day i saw that text and i was like i'm not even gonna open it and i'm already writing the text in my head i'm just like Hmm. Okay. I was I was thinking of saying something very passive aggressive of being like, "Okay, well, you know, I'm glad you're having fun with your family and friends, but what about <laughs> your fiance?" Hmm? Like did you just forget about her? But then he texts back before I could text him and he's like, "Hey, you know, I can skip lunch and we can talk for a few hours before I need to head out." And in that moment, I just like, "Okay." like I didn't even have to share what I I don't know just like go through this process of non-violent communication because whatever it is that I wanted was already kind of met but in that moment even thinking of crafting the text I was crafting in my head it wasn't observant I wasn't sharing my feelings I wasn't expressing my needs maybe I was sharing my needs but it wasn't in a you know in a non-violent communication way and the request also wasn't clear mm-hmm. right so yeah. i think now if we were to go back and have some of these conversations these many 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 conversations that we've had with Ruini feeling disconnected because of lack of quality time i think i'd say something like <laughs> james <laughs> hi honey <laughs> dear james comma <laughs> It seems as if we haven't been spending as much quality time together recently. Even though we talk every night or we've been hanging out for the whole weekend, I don't feel connected okay. to you. Uh-huh. And I'm feeling unloved. Good job. Yes. We're both just nodding at each other because I'm like, am I doing this right? I don't know. Okay, so that was my feelings. And then we go from feelings to needs. And then where do I go? My need? What is my need? Your need is to feel connected. So to feel connected, could we possibly block off some time today to just talk to each other from our heart and reconnect yes (laughs) yes i would love to (laughs) isn't it hard it's really tough (laughs) yeah it's really hard It, it like sounds so easy but 
you know, like the, the example that you provided was such a perfect example because these thoughts happen in our head all the time. We're talking to ourselves, you know, like something happens and you're like annoyed, you're anxious, you're not feeling good, but you don't really say it out loud and you just kind of wait for something to happen. You start getting passive aggressive and it's a little violent, right? <laughs> it's not non-violent. Yeah. So, yeah, I love that example. And I think it reminds me that there are so many ways that we can actually practice this with one another, not just in our relationships with our partners. If That might be a little bit harder sometimes, right? Like sometimes it's easier to practice with a friend. And so something that I did with my coworker was we would take turns speaking. So she would speak for two minutes and share her weekend or anything that comes to mind. We stopped the timer at two minutes and then I would then reflect what feelings I heard. And that actually makes you learn how to be a better listener like an empathetic listener because you're no longer listening to the content or what that person is saying instead you're listening to what feeling are they expressing through this sentence and what is their need that they're requesting for they might not explicitly say what their feeling or need is a lot of times we don't we don't always say like i feel upset because i need quality time right we're just like Hey, can we hang out today? I want to hang out with you today. Is that, you know, is that okay? Is that too much to ask for? Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, but like, why are you upset? We've been hanging out all weekend. (laughs) Yeah. So that's a great way to actually practice with, you know, someone you work with, someone that you're close to, a friend, just going back and forth, trying to identify what are the feelings and needs that are being expressed in this conversation right now. And reflecting that back. So I think this is very interesting because the examples that we both gave, like the kind of role playing thing we just did of like, what would we say if we can go back in time? It's very like you're focused on yourself and you're going inward of this is what I observed myself and this is what I feel, this is what I need and this is my request. But this exercise helps you be able to identify these things within the other party. Mm -hmm. Because to be able to communicate properly yourself, I think it's also equally important to be able to listen to the other, like just really feeling out what they're going through. Mm -hmm. Like, of course, in an ideal world, it'd be great if both people are experts at nonviolent communication, but that's not the reality of the world that we live in, right? Communication is one of the toughest skills, like, and it's one of the most important skills in your life. I think it's just like always coming from a place of love, like compassion, right? Like, just keep that in mind. We're coming from a place of compassion and we're making the assumption that what someone is expressing is a need. If someone is expressing a need, let's keep our ears open for the feelings and the needs that they're expressing so that we can help meet that need. We can help them feel seen. We can help them feel connected and vice versa. What am I truly trying to express in this moment? What is the feeling or need so that I can make a proper request and work together with the other person to have both of our needs get met? So let's say we're talking to each other 
and then you know the nonviolent communication method and I don't, right? But I'm just sharing with you the things that I'm feeling, the things that I'm going through. It's not necessarily about you, but as I'm sharing and as I'm just like, you know, maybe a coworker is venting to you and they actually want advice, how would you respond to them with nonviolent communication in mind? Or like, how would you help them potentially like identify their needs or requests or like clarify it? I think I'd probably start off with the feeling or like I'd state, you know, like what they said. And I'd say like, it sounds like you're feeling frustrated or it sounds like you're feeling maybe nervous and let them, you know, like kind of read, like, are they saying, yeah, that that is what I'm feeling or or do they say something else like, no, actually, I'm not frustrated. I'm just mad. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think like first it's reflecting what someone is feeling and then mentioning in like, well, it sounds like you're feeling this way because this need is not being met and identifying whatever that need is that you're hearing. And I think it's easier over time if you start off literally looking at a wheel of feelings and looking at like a list of different needs because it helps like give language to what that experience is like for that person. And a lot of times it's really hard, like even for this episode, I keep just thinking about the few words that come to mind, right? Like angry, sad, happy, connected, disconnected, unloved. But there's so many, so many different feelings so many different human needs that we all have and so just being more aware and like exposed to those things reflecting it and then keeping the conversation going on that way and then would you guide them to come to the request themselves somehow yeah i think unless someone explicitly asked me for advice i wouldn't say anything i would just probably be there to show them that I'm listening and by reflecting someone else's feelings and needs I don't know I feel like if someone was to do that for me I would definitely feel understood at least Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. like they're not denying my experience they're just holding space for me to feel that and express that in the moment so yeah this is very interesting because in my mind one of the ways in which I like to improve all my communication skills is like with people on my team. It's a very different mindset coming from how can I help this person feel seen and heard rather than how can I like tell them something I wanna tell them. Mm -hmm. Like if something is happening, they are doing something or they aren't doing something and I wanna communicate that to them, In my mind, it was, and that was the question I posed to my coach, is like, how do I compassionately communicate this thing to them? But what we just discussed today, the core of it could be rooted more so in the fact that they're not, like their needs aren't being met so that this thing isn't being done. Mm -hmm. So instead of focusing on the result, which is, I'm a D. <laughs> it's more about the journey and helping them understand and also understanding myself, maybe why they're feeling the way they're feeling, which may impact the thing that they did or they didn't do. Mm-hmm. So this is an interesting shift in my thinking too, of when you really help someone be heard and when you really hear someone, 
that may be more important than getting them to do the thing you want them to do or to realize the thing you want them to realize, even if you feel like that could be better for them or it could benefit them. Yeah. Once you help someone get to their needs, like let's say you help them identify what their need is, it might spark something in them to be like, you're right. Like that's why I'm feeling this way. It's because I need stability in this relationship with my partner and I'm not getting that. And so it helps lead them in that direction. And I'm curious if like therapists, this is probably very common in how they learn how to speak with like their clients, because typically I think therapists aren't supposed to tell you what to do. Um, You're supposed to come to that on your own and make those decisions for yourself on your own. And so it's really guiding someone to understand themselves better and like just holding that space for them. Yeah, and a great thing my coach does for me is he does an amazing job of repeating what I said back to me in terms of feelings and needs. Mm -hmm. And he will check in with me to say, so this is what I heard you say is this correct? Like, I just want to pause and like, does this feel right to you? Is it something else? And I think that gives me an opportunity to be like, yes, or "Mm, maybe not. Mm -hmm. And then help clarify so that we both also understand better. Yeah, this is fun. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) Learning so much about ourselves and the way that we communicate and I'm going to reshare this framework with James. He's like, I've been telling you this all along. No, I'm going to be like, you didn't facilitate our conversations properly. We need to bring Vivian in here. Yeah, I'm going to be like, because you didn't properly communicate your needs and your request, I took it the wrong way. So it's not my fault. I'm just kidding. It's your fault. (laughs) It's always their fault. I'm just kidding. Mm. All right, so we hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. The format was a bit different, but I think from the giggles and how sore both of our jaws became that we had a lot of fun while recording this. And if you guys have any further follow-up questions or thoughts, or if there's anything that wasn't clear or anything you guys want us to expand on, do let us know. You guys can always reach out via email, hello at voicehugspodcast.com or DM us at voicehugspodcast. And if you guys enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review on whichever platform you're listening to this podcast on. It can help us reach a lot more people and we'd really, really appreciate that. So with that... Any words from Viv? Sending everyone lots and lots of voice hugs. May you have more nonviolent communication today with your loved ones. Do not wake up and attack your partner like I did. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.